WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Wednesday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. Glad you're with us for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, primetime Trump. We've got details coming up in one minute. Yeah, we've got Trump, Pelosi, and Schumer all talking border security in primetime. My take and yours, or our take and yours, on how they did. Next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump makes the case for a border wall during his first nationally televised speech from the Oval Office. And the Democrats respond. Here's the latest from the White House. President Trump called the border wall a matter of national security and directly addressed House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who has called the proposed wall immoral. The only thing that is immoral is the politicians to do nothing and continue to allow more innocent people to be so horribly victimized. In response, Pelosi, with Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer by her side, implored the president to end the partial government shutdown. President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage, must stop manufacturing a crisis, and must reopen the government. The president will meet with congressional leaders from both parties today in an effort to end the impasse. At the White House, John Decker, Fox News. All right, in a moment, we're going to open up the phones and the text line, see what you think of Trump, Pelosi, and Schumer in prime time, and whether or not it changed anything. Stick around. What else we got, Alan? Well, uh, first I want to let you know this news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. That's very important. Today marks the first full day of the Ron DeSantis era, and he'll spend part of it in Bay County. The governor will visit Mexico Beach to discuss hurricane recovery. That's where Hurricane Michael made first landfall in Florida. The Republican was sworn in yesterday at the old Capitol in Tallahassee and made four promises. Being charged with leading a state with so much promise, all I can promise is the sweat off my brow, a full heart, my best judgment, and the courage of my convictions. DeSantis says some of his first actions will include the appointment of three new Supreme Court justices, rolling out policies on marijuana and the environment, and removing several elected officials who've been accused of wrongdoing. Yeah, we watched the inaugural address. We'll have more on it here. There were a couple of big surprises, I thought. We'll get to it. A woman is hurt after a shooting in Orange County. It happened at the Caden apartment complex on Americana Boulevard. The 32-year-old was found in a car that was in a ditch. She's in critical condition. No arrest or motive has been announced. There's a new place to get healthy food in Brevard County. An Earth Fair grocery store opens today in Vieira. The store at Village Center focuses on organic, non-GMO foods. This is Earth Fair's 11th store in Florida, and a ribbon-cutting ceremony is set for this morning at Vieira Boulevard and Murrell Road. Non-GMO, that's like food we don't eat here on Good Morning Orlando, right? Yeah, non-GMO. Got Good it. Good Morning Orlando. Interesting, okay. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And three NFL teams have new head coaches, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. After multiple reports through 48 hours, the Arizona Cardinals were the first NFL team to officially fill their head coaching vacancy Tuesday, hiring USC offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury to replace Steve Wilkes after one season in Arizona. 
Arizona. This says former Cards head coach Bruce Arians ended his retirement, announced as the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, replacing the dismissed Dirk Cutter, who was named offensive coordinator of the rival Atlanta Falcons on Tuesday, and the Green Bay Packers naming Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur, the new man at the helm of the pack following the midseason firing of Mike McCarthy and Joe Philbin's interim stint as head coach. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Yet another new era starts in Tampa Bay. You bet. One and right after another. I know it. I hope this one works out. We'll see. WFLA News Time is 6.05. A moose on the loose invades a hospital waiting room in Alaska. We told you about that story yesterday, but the video is now online at WFLAOrlando.com. How exciting. It just builds and builds and builds, Alan. That's what we're all about. (laughs) Building. Whether it's walls or... The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe. And let us not forget... Melissa Fox, now our regular call screener and joining in the conversation. Um, and it's great to have you with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Um, what do you think of the president's speech last night? I'll tell you, I don't think he ever looked or sounded more presidential than, than he was last night at the, um, in the Oval Office. I have to say that. And uh, to what end on all of this, trying to... Uh, get some kind of a resolution of the impasse over a barrier on the southern border. I don't know, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, there was something that some of you wanted him to do yesterday that he did not do, and I told you I didn't think he would, and that was to declare a national emergency. If you want to weigh in on what he said or didn't say, and Pelosi and Schumer that followed, get in early, 407-916-5400. And the um, text line is 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. All right, we've got a little housekeeping, keeping a little bit of business to do. Alan, so how about we start getting to that? Are you talking about the Grand In Your Hand contest? I am. Well, let me get to that here right now as I uh, pull up the details on that. And, it's right there uh, in front of you. I just threw it across the pretty table. Pretty simple. You just text uh, to 200-200, whatever the word of the hour is, right? And... Yeah, Melissa, you're exactly right. You listen for the keyword of the hour, as Melissa said, text the keyword to 200-200, and uh, then, you, you know, you got the chance to win a 1000 bucks. I did that with no script, by the way. You are amazing. Interesting, though, Spectre. You and I are big baseball fans here. Looks like you had a little trouble hitting the Bud Man's curveball when it's the offseason, huh? That wasn't even a curveball. You, you laid it up for me. That was softball, and I whiffed. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I thought it was the president at his best. He didn't used to be very good at these low key, personal, kind of one on one, quote unquote, uh, addresses, I didn't think. He's just been awesome on the rallies, on the stump, and off the cuff, et cetera, and very animated. But I don't think he's ever looked or sounded more presidential. He was terrific for eight minutes, I thought, from the Oval Office. Uh, To what end, uh, uh, who knows. But I'd like to know what you thought of his appearance last night and the message he sent on the need for border security and, yes, a barrier across the wall. How about we listen first to uh, a little montage we have now on Trump in prime time. America proudly welcomes millions of lawful immigrants who enrich our society and contribute to our nation. But all Americans are hurt by uncontrolled illegal migration. 
my administration has presented Congress with a detailed proposal to secure the border and stop the criminal gangs, drug smugglers, and human traffickers, cutting-edge technology for detecting drugs, weapons, illegal contraband, and many other things. We have requested more agents, immigration judges, and bed space to process the sharp rise in unlawful migration. Finally, as part of an overall approach to border security, law enforcement professionals have requested $5.7 billion for a physical barrier. At the request of Democrats, it will be a steel barrier rather than a concrete wall. Senator Chuck Schumer, who you will be hearing from later tonight, has repeatedly supported a physical barrier in the past, along with many other Democrats. They changed their mind only after I was elected president. The federal government remains shut down for one reason, and one reason only, because Democrats will not fund border security. This is a choice between right and wrong, justice and injustice. This is about whether we fulfill our sacred duty to the American citizens we serve. When I took the oath of office, I swore to protect our country. And that is what I will always do. So help me God. The president from the Oval Office for eight minutes, his first Oval Office address of his presidency. He called out the Democrats for exactly what their resistance is. I mean, they've all voted for fencing at one time or another along the southern border. You can play the semantic wall game if you want. This, to me, is all politics and all about sticking it to the president and refusing, no matter what, to give him a win and let him fulfill a cornerstone campaign promise from his... um from the campaign. And as expected, the networks did carry the Democratic response from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer. The president is rejecting these bipartisan bills which would reopen government over his obsession with for forcing American taxpayers to waste billions of dollars on an expensive and ineffective wall. We don't govern by temper tantrum. President Trump has appealed to fear, not facts. Division not unity. There's an obvious solution. Separate the shutdown from arguments over border security. Pelosi and Schumer, by the way, Republican Lindsey Graham is talking about trying to do exactly that for the Republican side with legislation he'll be pitching later on this week. This is not a manufactured uh, crisis. I mean, the Department of Homeland Security stats, just take the drug issue on the border. Okay, 38% increase in methamphetamines coming across the border last year. 22% in uh, increase in heroin, 73% in the most deadly drug of all, fentanyl. You know, a couple of grains of that will kill a grown human being, for crying out loud. This is not, just take the drug issue. I don't see this as any kind of a manufactured uh, crisis. And I think, you know, we've seen around the world, we see in our own houses and property, that walls do, in fact, work. And some are questioning, though, Bud, uh, whether... The figures you cite as far as drugs coming into the country, is this all at the southern border, or does this take in all ports of call, which also includes airports, which, of course, a wall would not impact? 
All right, what do you think? What did did Trump sell it? Did it does he change anybody's mind? How did the Democrats do? I got to get Yaffe and uh, and Melissa in on this, but I really want to hear from you. You torched the phones and the text line yesterday. You wanted the president to declare a national emergency a lot of you. I said I don't think that he will do it. I think he would threaten to do it, but he didn't even do that last night, which frankly surprised the budman. What was your take on the primetime speeches? We've given you the summary. Now it's time to hear from the smartest audience in talk radio. We had a lot of conversation yesterday about whether or not the president would or should declare a national emergency last night during his primetime speech from the Oval Office on Border Security. And uh, I told you I, I think he's holding it over the Democrats. And I think it's going to come to him having to do it to have any chance to get this barrier built. Um, but he didn't even bring it up, which I thought was interesting. Yaffe, Melissa, what was your take on the speech last night and the response by the Democrats? Well, I will say this. The Democrat response, it looked creepy. I know a lot of people on the Internet had a field day making fun of the way they looked. One thing I saw is they called him a they called them Bond villains. They looked like Bond villains. Yes, we're here to kill you, Mr. Well, Melissa, the first thing you said when you came in was about Chuck Schumer. You said... Uh, he looked like he was propped up there dead. Dead. <laughs> I was so shocked when after the you know Pelosi finally handed it leader Schumer, I was like, uh-oh, someone's going to have to wind him up and get him started. <laughs> but I think she did have his hand behind her back, so no. perhaps she was uh, manipulating... <laughs> a ventriloquism act? No. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will say this. Uh, I think President Trump did make a pretty good case. I still think he's better off prompter than he is on prompter. The most yeah, first, but, but yeah. a president has to be able to do what he did yeah. last night. And I thought it was he's really learned how to communicate this way. And I thought he was terrific. Very presidential, regardless of whether you happen to think the speech was valid, the points that he's making. Um, and I think that I think he is. Uh, but or, or whether you just think he's, uh, you know, he's just trying to save uh, his maybe his presidency, too, because the Democrats just don't want to give him what he promised he would provide. And that would be a barrier, a wall across the whole border. My takeaway was I don't think any minds were changed uh, by President Trump last night or by uh, Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. I think everyone is so entrenched on this issue, whether it's the issue of the border wall or whether it's the issue whether you like President Trump or don't like him, I don't see anybody changing positions as a result of what happened last night. So while we're talking wall or fence, you're saying there's literally nobody left on the fence on this issue? Nobody to be persuaded? On one side or the other. What's going on on the text line, Yaffe? Uh, yes, got a lot of texts coming in. Uh, one person said that um, la one person really didn't like the speech, said last speech, the speech last night was a colossal waste of time. We heard the same lies and exaggerated claims for building a wall. Uh, but um, it was outrageous to me that, that, that the anti-Trump media was talking about maybe actually fact checking the speech to catch Trump lies. There were members of the Democrat Party in the House and in the Senate and 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 on CNN talking about actually running a simultaneous fact check. That is an outrageous thing to do to a sitting president of the United States. I think he's got stats all over the place to back him up on the fact that this is not a manufactured crisis on the border and this needs to get dealt with now. I was going to say there's another text that really supports Trump, says President Trump needs to keep pushing forward for the wall. 
And let Pelosi and Schumer um, seal their own fate, says, believes the American people want the wall built. And, you know, you were talking about fact-checking. After the speech, he was fact-checked by his favorite network, Fox News. Oh, really? Yes. They'd take some issue with him on a few things? Yes, they did. On several things. Shepard Smith and uh, Chris Wallace. Oh, well, neither one of them like Trump. Those two guys, they're slouching to the left, uh, you know, every single time I turn them on. But, you know, I, I, I think there's this... Trump doesn't pull these things out of thin air. He asks for information uh, from his team. This is all stuff from the Department of Homeland Security. Are they just lying for Trump? Are they doing that? Are you saying <laughs> Kirsten Nielsen is just flat lying? Well, we're hearing these different figures, though, uh, as well, to you know, how many people are coming across and well, whether the, the, it's the, the, at the Mexican border or whether it's yeah, but everywhere. The, the whole thing with Sarah Sanders, and they've backed away from this, and the uh, terrorists, et cetera, that was... You know, not across the southern border. That was at airports and ports, et cetera. Right. But the drugs coming across the southern border, I, I, I think those are credible statistics. Anyway, we'll talk more about this, but there was another big speech yesterday of great import to all of us who call the Sunshine State home. We have a brand-new governor for the first time in eight years. He is Republican Ron DeSantis. And, of course, he was put on the map with an endorsement from Trump. How many Trump mentions in the DeSantis speech yesterday? <laughs> I'll share that with you along the way. In the meantime, Alan's going to get us all up to date on the news. It's the president versus the Democrats on TV, and DeSantis taking the oath. Good morning, Orlando, at 629. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here in the midweek edition of the show. If you're just joining us on the 50,000-watt front porch, Alan's going to get you up to date first on the big story we've been talking about. The big TV show last night, President Trump taking his case for increased security at the nation's southern border, including a wall directly to the American people in his first Oval Office address. Women and children are the biggest victims by far of our broken system. This is the tragic reality of illegal immigration on our southern border. This is the cycle of human suffering that I am determined to end. The impasse over funding for a border wall has stretched into its third week as a partial shutdown of the government continues. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer. How do we untangle this mess? Well, there's an obvious solution. Separate the shutdown from arguments over border security. There is bipartisan legislation supported by Democrats and Republicans to reopen government while allowing debate over border security to continue. Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi provided the Democratic response to the president's address. They maintain they will not provide the more than $5 billion in wall funding being demanded by Trump. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida's 46th governor is now officially in office. Ron DeSantis was sworn in on the Capitol steps yesterday in Tallahassee with his family and numerous well-wishers there to witness the event. He says he plans to win over his detractors with positive results. And so if we're producing results on environment, economy, those things, you know, to me, that's the best thing that you can do for the folks that ne weren't necessarily with you during the election. DeSantis said that all he can promise is the sweat off my brow, a full heart, my best judgment, and the courage of my convictions. Ooh, a little bit of Churchill there, right? Blood, sweat, and tears, all I can promise you. But it didn't sound quite like that, did it? Not, e <laughs> not exactly. Not exactly the same pipes. Anyway, what else is going on? Well, accused high school shooter Nicholas Cruz was in court yesterday for one of many procedural hearings leading up to his eventual trial. The judge in the case said... 
The pace of the pretrial motions has led to a delay in setting an actual trial date. I'm not comfortable setting a trial with all of these outstanding uh, issues. State, I understand there's so many reports that you could please just maybe do a, a, an agency-wide email. Cruz showed up wearing glasses for the first time and with his hair colored slightly blonde. He's charged with 17 counts of murder and 17 counts of attempted murder in last February's shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. I mean, they let you dye your hair in the clink? Really? I guess. I can't imagine. All right. Prosecutors hey. in Chicago are urging anyone with sexual assault claims against singer R. Kelly to come forward. The call comes following the broadcast of the Lifetime docuseries Surviving R. Kelly, in which several women said Kelly sexually assaulted them and held them as sex slaves. WFLA News Time is 636. I'm Alan Spector, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Get these stories and more at WFLAOrlando.com. There's any doubt that Ron DeSantis doesn't exactly light me up as a speaker, but he is light years better than his predecessor, Rick Scott. <laughs> now, that was a low bar to clear. <laughs> it sure was, Alan. Um, we, we talked about how he wants to remake the judiciary. Let's listen to his comments on that during the 15-minute inaugural address yesterday. Ron DeSantis. Judicial activism ends right here and right now. I will only appoint judges who understand that the proper role of the courts is to apply the Constitution as written, not to legislate from the bench. The Constitution, not the judiciary, is supreme. I thought that was um, one of the most important things that he had to say there. It's interesting in the state of Florida, um, he's going to be able to put these people on the bench that are drawn from a list of 11 nominees sent to him by the Florida Supreme Court Judicial Nominating Commission. You don't have to go through the equivalent of a Senate confirmation hearing in Washington to get somebody on the Supreme Court, Alan. So, it's interesting that uh, yeah. you can do it that quickly. Yeah, and it's going to happen. We may get one today, we are told about. That's a big deal because the retiring justices who hit retirement age are all liberal on the Supreme Court, Florida Supreme Court, and uh, and these will all be conservatives. It is a huge deal. Um also, here is Governor DeSantis on reining in government spending, holding public officials accountable, and cleaning up the environment. Let there be no misunderstanding. As governor, I will lead with purpose and conviction on behalf of the people of Florida. If the legislature engages in wasteful spending, I will veto it. If local official is neglectful of required duties, I will remove that official. If our environment is threatened, I will move to protect it. Okay, he's talking about getting rid of the toxic green algae, the red tide, cleaning up the Everglades, reining in government spending. Uh, he was a Tea Party conservative, but Rick Scott was that too. And Rick Scott, while he did a great job on jobs and a lot with the economy, uh, he just green-lighted one bloated record-high budget after another. The DeSantis wasn't really firm on committing you know, to downsize uh, Florida government, and I, I'm going to hold him to that and see because he talked that game during the campaign and has all during his his political career. Uh, the big reaction, Alan, uh, to when there's a public official who needs to be held accountable not doing the job and there was a big cheer, that was because they believe he will very quickly, Ron DeSantis, um, suspend and remove 
Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel embroiled in controversy over the Parkland School Massacre. And Scott Israel's been saying around his office that he's expecting that to happen, but there's been no confirmation yet from DeSantis's people. A couple of other um, quick sound bites on Ron DeSantis during the inaugural yesterday. Like Rick Scott, but even more so, he is about public school choices for parents. And let's listen. Our education system needs to empower parents to choose the best possible school for their children. One size does not fit all. No family should be denied the opportunity for their child to succeed due to insufficient income or to living in the wrong zip code. And this opportunity must extend to every Floridian, regardless of race, color, or creed. I got something for you on DeSantis on uh, illegal immigration. And um, he owes his governorship to Donald Trump, to a lot of others too, but to Trump, who endorsed him early over Adam Putnam. What's the over-under on how many times Trump's name came up in the inaugural? We'll share that with you in a moment, and I'll tell you why I think, although no one will admit to it, there was no traditional inaugural parade yesterday. Stay tuned if you want to weigh in on DeSantis. His speech yesterday, my take on it, and what kind of a governor you think he's going to be for 21 million Floridians? 407-916-5400. Hit the text line 23680. We continue after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Yeah, what's this PM Orlando Yaffe show all about? Nobody knows more about it than the man himself. Yaffe, you got a show, and we're excited for you. It's coming up real soon, starting on Monday, and it's going to be Monday through Friday, five days a week, PM Orlando, where we uh, update the latest news for your ride home. You get my take on it all as well. Fantastic. Starts next Monday, 5 to 6, yes. right here on WFLA, AM 540, 93.1 FM, the iHeartRadio mm-hmm. app, and... A gazillion other ways that you exactly can Exactly right. It's fantastic. We're excited. Tom Benson will be your producer. Alan McBride will be doing the news. Yes, and uh, we'll still have you in the morning. I don't know how you're going to do that, but he says he can do it, and we are <laughs> we have no doubt that the, that the mighty master multitasker, Yaffe, will be able to pull it off with a show in the morning and a show in the evening. <laughs> Good stuff, Mike. Good stuff. Well-deserved. All right. Uh, one more cut from the DeSantis um, inaugural address yesterday. Talking tough on dealing with illegal immigration. So did Rick Scott, but the reality was not a match for his rhetoric. We'll see with Ron DeSantis, but let's listen. We will stand for the rule of law. Uh, We will not allow sanctuary cities. And we will... Big reaction. And we will stop incentivizing illegal immigration, which is unfair to our legal immigrants, promotes lawlessness, and reduces wages for our blue-collar workers. All right, so we had the inaugural there, and, um, and, and it's a great tradition in Tallahassee. But I was shocked that in 15 minutes, Ron DeSantis, who never would have been the Republican nominee for governor without Trump's endorsement early on that uh, let him almost overnight overtake the GOP establishment candidate for governor, Adam Putnam, who's a good man. You would think that would be worth a mention. 
He was heaping praise on uh, Rick Scott for uh, the help he's gotten from our former governor, now junior senator, and, um, and, and, and the great work he's done on the economy here. Not one Trump mention from DeSantis. That has to be by design. But what would the reason be? I mean, to me, I think he just didn't want to be as divisive during this speech. I mean, anytime you mention Trump, unfortunately, nowadays, it's a divisive issue. And I think there's a part of DeSantis who wants to move on and really govern the state of Florida and be the governor of all the people. But when you owe your election in large part to yeah. this man, I know there you would expect some kind of acknowledgement. And and DeSantis is a classy guy. He's yeah. a, he's a gentleman. That's a political decision, uh, you know. And and I I think it was a good decision to leave it out. Do you really? Yes, I know. I know you're saying strong support. He would never been gotten where he was. No without it. But. Uh, you know, I just don't see it don't boding know. well for him in Listen, his acceptance speech uh, you know, get, and all that. Yeah. And, My mommy and daddy raised me to say thank you to people who helped me along the way. Maybe he sent a nice little polite handwritten card. Oh, something like that. You know, I wanted to mention one of the highlights <laughs> for me yesterday of watching the inauguration festivities, which also included, of course, the swearing in of all the cabinet officers, yes. was the appearance of the knuckleheads. I missed that. Chief yeah. Financial Officer Jimmy Patronus had his two boys there. If you remember during the campaign, oh, he had an yeah. advertisement where he referred to his two boys. They were sitting at his desk, and uh, I guess they were starting the, the uh, commercial. It was like a dad's term of endearment he for said, his kids. these two knuckleheads, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> and I said, he started to walk toward the podium. I said, where are the knuckleheads? And sure enough, <laughs> there those two little knuckleheads were. Here's another question. Where was the traditional inaugural parade? They didn't have it. The DeSantis said he wanted to get right to work. And also, they were going to baptize their little son in the capital because on a trip to the Middle East, they had gotten some water from the Sea of Galilee. You know, I mean, wow, um, where, where Jesus walked on the water, right, Gaffy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was just baptized with regular chlorine water. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it was they uh, not not even public spring water. No, jeez, <laughs> Gaffy, the tap water. <laughs> Times were tough. <laughs> Um, but at any rate, um, and I don't think that's the real reason they didn't have the parade there. They said, "Well, we 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 don't got to get to work, and we we got to do uh, we got to do the baptism, and that was it." I think they were really worried that there might be demonstrations, there might be a security issue. Well, there were a, there was a small group of protesters across the street from the inauguration. Well, there you go. But keep in mind that is Andrew Gillum's town. He is the mayor there, and there are a lot of hard feelings. I know that Gillum is not being inaugurated as governor in a very close race. More than thirty-three thousand votes, and that was it. You know, and like nine million cast, and 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 the left-wing socialist mayor of Tallahassee almost became the governor of this state, and and mm. and I think they were afraid that it might get a little bit ugly, and so they they eighty uh, sixth in the restaurant parlance the parade. Even if it wasn't a security issue, it probably might have been an issue of. The fact that this was a contentious campaign, yeah. a very close campaign, yeah. and uh, it might not have been, the parade might not have been the love-in that the DeSantis people would have liked to have had. An optics issue. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but nobody will admit to it, but that's exactly what I think um, took out the, uh, the parade. We're going to get into Trump and Pelosi and Schumer in prime time last night talking border security in our 7 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. We also have the texting contest, your chance to 
win $1,000. It's a grand in your hand coming up. We're going to give you the keyword of the hour, and you could win 1000 bucks. In the meantime, though, particularly for those of you who just checking in on the 50,000-watt front porch this morning, Alan's going to get you up to date on all the news and focus on that big primetime face-off last night between Trump, Schumer, and Pelosi, and uh, more on the inauguration of our brand-new governor, Ron DeSantis. We're so glad you're with us. Good Wednesday morning to you. It's 659. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Wednesday morning at 7. You're just in time for our latest check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning Trump makes his case. We've got details coming up in one minute. How well did he make the case for big time border security? We'll talk about it with you next on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump continues to make his argument for a wall along the southern border. In a primetime speech from the Oval Office last night, Trump said the situation at the border is a humanitarian crisis. He called on Congress to fund the wall and urged Americans to help him out. To every member of Congress, pass a bill that ends this crisis. To every citizen, call Congress and tell them to finally after all of these decades, secure our border. Trump also blamed Democrats for the ongoing government shutdown, which is in its third week. In the Democratic response, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi accused the president of using fear tactics. Sadly, much of what we heard from President Trump throughout this sense of shutdown has been full of misinformation and even malice. The president has chosen fear. We want to start with the facts. President Trump and congressional leaders are expected to meet at the White House today to again try to end the shutdown now in its 19th day. More highlights from all three speeches in a moment. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida's new governor takes the oath of office and lays out his agenda for the next four years. In his inaugural address, Governor Ron DeSantis delivered the standard lines about low taxes and less government, but he also promised to focus on fixing Florida's water pollution problems. The water is part and parcel of Florida's DNA. DeSantis vowed to rein in the courts. Judicial activism ends right here and right now. He wants to reform the health care system and tackle Florida's electoral dysfunction. One generation of botched elections is enough. But the new governor says the only thing he can really promise is the sweat off his brow, a full heart, his best judgment, and the courage of his convictions. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. A man is facing charges for robbing an Uber driver in Orange County. Damon Miller was arrested this week for the incident last month on Kingsgate Drive. The 28-year-old is accused of taking the driver's car, phone, iPad, and other items at gunpoint. No one was hurt. The charges against Miller include armed carjacking. A local animal rescue group is trying to help abuse victims find new homes. The Pet Alliance of Greater Orlando has brought back 21 German shepherds from Georgia. The dogs were found at a puppy mill living outside in what rescuers call deplorable conditions. The dogs are being evaluated before they're put up for adoption. 
And faster data may soon be coming to your cell phone. That's one of the headlines out of the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. 5G, that's the next generation of wireless service. It promises incredibly fast broadband speed. And when we talk about fast broadband, we're talking about the speeds that people are used to getting in their homes, the 150 to 1 gigabyte speed. That's going to be a game changer because it's also it's going to allow broadband in places in the country that don't have access to broadband right now. That super fast connection is also gonna let all the devices in our homes talk to one another. And though they're not gonna be talking about us, they are gonna be collecting a lot of data about us, which is gonna make that artificial intelligence even better. In Las Vegas, <laughs> Brett Larson, Fox News. I'm not I, sure I'm ready for the microwave in the fridge to be turned, yeah. talking behind my back. Yeah, it's like, shh, here he comes. Yeah, here he comes, <laughs> Jay Wiz. You know, he's picking out again. Yeah, uh, tell the <laughs> clock to be uh, be on the lookout. WFLA <laughs> news time is 7.06. Four kids cause $800,000 worth of damage at a Texas car dealership. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. What about man, Alan, Yaffe, and Melissa? Greeting you on a Wednesday morning. Glad you've dropped by. Stay tuned. We're going to get into those primetime speeches on border security, Trump, Pelosi, and Schumer. Did they change your minds? What's going to happen with this debate? What about the government shutdown now in its 19th day? So if you want to sound off on this early, 407-916-5400. And um, the toll-free is 866-916-5400. And the text line is 23680. Always open there, but standard message and data rates apply. Let's listen to a montage of President Trump in prime time on border security, his first Oval Office address. And I thought he never looked or sounded more presidential than last night. What do you think? America proudly welcomes millions of lawful immigrants who enrich our society and contribute to our nation. But all Americans are hurt by uncontrolled illegal migration. My administration has presented Congress with a detailed proposal to secure the border and stop the criminal gangs, drug smugglers, and human traffickers. Cutting-edge technology for detecting drugs weapons, illegal contraband, and many other things. We have requested more agents, immigration judges, and bed space to process the sharp rise in unlawful migration. Finally, as part of an overall approach to border security, law enforcement professionals have requested $5.7 billion for a physical barrier. At the request of Democrats, it will be a steel barrier rather than a concrete wall. Senator Chuck Schumer, who you will be hearing from later tonight, has repeatedly supported a physical barrier in the past, along with many other Democrats. They changed their mind only after I was elected president. Exactly. The federal government remains shut down for one reason and one reason only because Democrats will not fund border security. This is a choice between right and wrong, justice and injustice. This is about whether we fulfill our sacred duty to the American citizens we serve. When I took the oath of office, I swore to protect our country. 
And that is what I will always do. So help me God. Thought the president was absolutely terrific. To what end, who knows? Because as he correctly pointed out, you know, this is a real crisis on the border. We've got the stats from Department of Homeland Security. We've been giving them to you, whether it happens to be illegal drugs that are killing more people every year in America, and a lot of them come across that southern border, than we lost in combat in the entire Vietnam War. And you got the likes of Pelosi and, uh, and, and, and Schumer and a lot of these other anti-Trump Democrats who have voted yes for border security and border barriers over the years. And the president's right. It's just because it's him and they hate him and they want to stick it to him. That is no way for an elected official to serve the people of this country. Here are Pelosi and Schumer in response to Trump. The president is rejecting these bipartisan bills which would reopen government over his obsession with forcing American taxpayers to waste billions of dollars on an expensive and ineffective wall. We don't govern by temper tantrum. President Trump has appealed to fear, not facts. Division, not unity. There's an obvious solution. Separate the shutdown from arguments over border security. So we'll see. There are going to be meetings today between all the sides in Washington. The thing that really galled me, among many, many things, um, in the run-up to this speech was already the anti-Trump media machine was grinding away, saying that the president's going to be lying to the American people. And the Democrats in Congress, Jerry Nadler and the rest of them, get ready, it's going to be nothing but lies. You heard that from Pelosi and from Schumer as well last night. Um, but CNN's White House correspondent, Jim Acosta, he got into it with Kellyanne Conway from the um, from the Trump communications team. Listen to this in advance of the speech on the grounds of the White House here uh, on the issue of lying. I'm not. Am I allowed to mention God to you? Jim, I know that's a cheat. Make sure that goes viral. Okay. This is why. By, by the way, this is why I'm one of the only people around here who even gives you the time of day. Can you? Can you guarantee? And let me let me just let me get back in your face because you're such a smart most of the time, and I know you want this to go viral. A lot of these people don't like you. I think Kellyanne stuffed Acosta pretty well. Just thought we'd throw that in there. <laughs> Nailed it. Chum the waters, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do too. Your take on the president's speech and the response by Pelosi and Schumer. Does it move the needle either way in getting a border barrier bill, big-time border security, and resolving the government shutdown? Did you like what you heard from the president or from the Democrats? 407-916-5400. A lot of you thought that he ought to declare a national emergency. I told you yesterday on the show, I didn't think he would, but I thought he would say, if it comes to that, I will. He did not even go there last night, which was very curious to me, and I'd like to know what's behind it. I frankly wish that he had raised the issue of, if you push me, well, for the lack of a better term, to the wall, I will declare a national emergency and get the military to build that wall with unobligated Defense Department funds, as we've discussed, that have already been appropriated for the Defense Department to construct anything they deem necessary, and the money has already been appropriated by Congress. Anyway, um, so I want to get your take on this. We'll bring in the rest of the gang uh, as well. Uh, so stay tuned. 
What I thought was interesting, President Trump mentioned yesterday, you know, people have walls around their own homes, right? You do. You know you do. I don't care if you're as far to the left as Pelosi and Schumer. You have walls in your home to protect those in your family and to keep those out you don't want in your house. It's totally accepted. Why do you have such a problem with walls when it comes to the borders of this country? iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Gaffey, it always amazes me that Trump, who will pull a plug on somebody in a heartbeat and get him out of there, has allowed Rosenstein to hang around. You know, he he denied that there was any truth to the fact that he was, uh, you know, recording uh, people in the uh, in the White House. You remember all of that? In, in yeah, uh, I, I think I think he was just afraid of the political blowback and yeah. the accusations of obstruction of justice. And all I that, guess but... so. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so what about it? The speeches last night in prime time. Trump, Pelosi, Schumer. You know, I'm listening to Pelosi and Schumer. One thing they said is. They agreed with Trump on one thing. They want border security as well. They were just saying we could do it other ways, um, you know, new technology and stuff like that. My first thought was, why can't we do both? Why can't we have a border barrier plus all the other things that the Democrats want? What's wrong with having both? To me, it seems like there's a reasonable compromise here, but the Democrats do not want to give Trump the win. That's the problem. That is the problem. Melissa, what about the speeches last night? Were you impressed with the president as I was? I was, for the most part. There were a couple of things that were out of context. Um, I don't believe the Democrats actually asked for steel barriers. but other- No, no, it, they did not. It, it, was, it was an accommodation, okay? Mm-hmm. He's just trying to, you know, back him into a corner on negotiating. All right, you don't like a concrete wall. Uh, some of the Democrats are talking about, yeah, steel is a lot better. So he brought it up, but it wasn't exactly a, a, a request. Right. You know, I, I yeah, noticed, Mr. President, if you'd switch to steel, everything would be fine. I noticed the other morning on <laughs> on Fox News, they were <laughs> they were referring to the president as Steely Don. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> as opposed to Steely Dan. Exactly. Very nice. Uh, David called in earlier and he just texted us because he got to work and had to hang up. But he said the border crisis is manufactured, but the result no. is mostly because of lies and manipulations and off truths by the Democrats since Reagan. Yeah. Interesting. What else is going on in the text line there, Yaffe? Uh, Yeah, one person said, my overall impression is that Trump was keeping his powder dry last night. He hoped that the Democrats would compromise. If today's meeting doesn't result in the wall, Trump will show undeniable proof of his stance. Good morning, Orlando. So glad you're with us here in the Wednesday edition of the show. Just past halftime, taking it to 9 o'clock. Let's get up to date on the news. Alan? President Trump still calling for a wall along the southern border, as we've been discussing all morning long. Making his argument last night in an address from the Oval Office, Trump rolled out some numbers to back up his contention that this is a crisis situation. In the last two years, ICE officers made 266,000 arrests of aliens with criminal records, including those charged or convicted of 100,000 assaults, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 violent Killings. Trump still wants Congress to fund the wall and did not declare a national emergency that would have allowed him to circumvent lawmakers. The government is in its third week of a partial shutdown over the president's demand for more than $5 billion in border wall funding. 
The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein is expected to leave his post in the coming weeks once the new Attorney General William Barr is confirmed. Fox's Griff Jenkins has more from Washington. This comes as Rosenstein's rocky relationship with President Trump has shown no signs of improving. The president has not shied away from attacking his deputy AG who took over the Russia probe after former Attorney General Jeff Sessions recused himself. Now, among recent tensions, you remember that Rosenstein apparently sought to secretly record the president. However, uh, we hear that there is no indication at this point that Rosenstein is being forced out. Rather, DOJ officials told Fox News that, uh, that Rosenstein always considered this to be about a two-year appointment, and he wants a uh, smooth transition to the new attorney general. William Barr's confirmation hearing will begin next Tuesday. Florida Republican Rick Scott is officially a U.S. senator after governing the Sunshine State for eight years. Yesterday at the U.S. Capitol, Vice President Mike Pence administered the oath of office to Scott. And that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which you are about to enter, so help you God. Congratulations, Senator. Earlier in the day, Republican Ron DeSantis was sworn in as Florida's 46th governor, thanking his predecessor for leading the state through an economic recovery following the Great Recession. DeSantis and Scott won the 2018 elections with strong backing from President Trump, but both saw delayed results as ballots had to be recounted. Accused high school gunman Nicholas Cruz was back in court yesterday for another procedural hearing. He's charged with 17 counts of murder and 17 counts of attempted murder in last February's mass shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. His attorneys have said he'll plead guilty in exchange for a sentence of life in prison, but prosecutors are seeking the death penalty. Elsewhere, bud? Yeah. Porn star Stormy Daniels is still taking on President Trump. Oh, this is a quality newscast you bring us. She tweeted. <laughs> Porn star. Always. Stormy Daniels. Always top it. shelf stuff here, uh, bud. Okay, yes, of course. Stormy tweeted that she would offer America something more interesting to look at than it President was. Trump's primetime address from the Oval Office last night. She promised to broadcast on Instagram herself folding laundry in her underwear. Daniels, of course, claimed she had an affair with Trump before he became president. She was paid hush money in the weeks before the election to keep the relationship secret, and Trump has denied the affair but admitted to paying her money. And so this was to cover the eight minutes of the Oval Office speech if you didn't want to watch it. She folded underwear for eight minutes. Is she that folded right? laundry wearing underwear. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, there it. may have been underwear folded. I can't speak to the specific no, items of clothing that were involved. Mostly short shorts. Was it? Yes. Okay, you've, you've seen the video? I, I watched it at the same time because I'm internet savvy. And I can work my television. And, and yeah, it was really so you bad. Had the video of Stormy and the audio of President Trump. That is correct. Interesting. The leader of the Russian Orthodox Church is warning the faithful that the Antichrist is in charge of the World Wide Web. The 72 year old leader became the head of the church a decade ago. He pointed out that whenever people use their cell phone or tablet or other interconnected devices, internet connected devices, Others will know where you are and what you're doing. He said that kind of control is one of the signs of the Antichrist. Patriarch Krill made the comments on Russian state media, and his comments were translated by the BBC. I thought the Dems said that Trump was the Antichrist. No? It's very confusing. Mike. Yeah. Well, a lot of Antichrist right now. Yeah, they're all running around all <laughs> over the place. Police in California are looking for a prowler caught on security video licking a doorbell. <laughs> The Salinas homeowners 
say the camera system sent them several alerts while they were out of town early Saturday morning about movement outside their door. The video shows the man licking their doorbell for three solid hours. Three hours? Licked their doorbell for three solid hours, but he didn't try to break in. Officers identified the suspect as 33-year-old Roberto Daniel Arroyo, who faces misdemeanor charges if he's caught. The old doorbell licker. What is the deal with that? I don't know. He he was upset at them for some reason. I mean, he's obviously not right in the head. That's the biggest thing. But he was upset at them for some reason. You think? (laughs) I think it was random. It was random. I think the kids were home, though. The the adults were out. The kids were home. They never knew anyone was outside licking the uh, doorbell, though. I guess he he wasn't licking hard enough to activate the actual ring. Right. (laughs) Is there anything else going on in the world that would even compete with that and Stormy Daniels folding... uh, no, I, Laundry? I don't even uh, pretend that I would have anything that would be uh, even bigger than the doorbell liquor and uh, Stormy Daniels <laughs> underwear. Then I, I think, I think we, I, what are we going to do? Just to clear a, yeah, I'm, I'm an gonna, end of a segment? I'm going to clear the courtroom right now. I clear the courtroom. <laughs> yeah, we got um, Monster Jam tickets. Monster Jam? Yeah. We Isn't got... that Saturday after this Saturday? Next. Don't even do that. Okay. We went through this yesterday. <laughs> Took me, you know, three hours to get my brain right after you guys went through that with me. At any rate, we are giving away monster tickets on our Sound Judgment game, okay? This is a landmark day in American technology, and we're going to ask you about it on our Sound Judgment game. You're eligible to play and win if you've not won in 30 days. Get on the 50,000-watt front porch right now before everybody else grabs the lines and we'll play the game after we take a short break. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Toll free is still open at 866-916-5400. Sound judgment for... Tickets to Monster Jam. Coming right up after we update Orlando's news, what are in traffic for you here in two minutes. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning. We are so glad you're with us. We're going to play the sound judgment game right now. The toll-free is still open, by the way. You can grab it at 866-916-5400 for a prize a lot of folks would really like to win. Right, Melissa? Sure. You got that right. The phone's lit up an hour ago. It's a family four-pack of tickets to see Monster Jam. It's at Camping World Stadium, Saturday, January 19th. Starts at 7 o'clock. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Got it. And it's a great, great family event. Those big trucks are terrific. It is exciting. And you can take your kids or grandkids of any age to it. And it's a great outdoor event. Monster Jam. So we're ready to play. And if you're trying to get in, um, wait for a wrong answer from somebody else. And we'll open up that line. And you'll be able to get in and maybe win in a later round. 407 916 Okay. Today's Sound Judgment Game spotlights the anniversary of perhaps the most life-changing invention in modern history. Apple's iPhone was unveiled on this date by the late Apple CEO Steve Jobs. Listen to a few brief excerpts from that historic unveiling of the iPhone on this date. Then use your sound judgment to tell me How many years ago today we heard this? This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. Every once in a while, a revolutionary product comes along. 
that changes everything. The revolutionary mobile phone. They put it up on the screen and everybody went nuts. And history was made. The iPhone unveiled for the first time by Steve Jobs of Apple on this very date. The question I have for you, it's not all that long ago. How many years ago today did we hear those words from Steve Jobs? Let's go to line one and see how we do on line one. Hello, line one. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? I'm doing all right, bud. How are you? I'm fine. You doing the math on this? You figured it out? Well, um, I think I'm close, but I'm, I'm like jumping back and forth between one and two years. So um, if I were to had to guess, um, I'm going to say... Let's do it. 12 years. Bingo. You nailed it. I see, I knew it was 2007 yeah. when the first one came out. So. That's it. That's it. On this date, January 9th, 2007. Congratulations. You're going to Monster Jam on us. It was either 11 or 12, but I appreciate it, man. Well, that's just terrific. Appreciate you listening to the show. What's your first name? I'll pop you a note. Yeah, my name's Dustin. Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N. Correct. And what do you call home, Dustin? What town? Um, over here on the Space Coast. What town? Titusville. Got it. Love it. Okay, great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Have you ever been to Monster Jam? Um, I have. I go every year. Now, so, there you, <laughs> now to it, man. you're walking right in there with a family four-pack, and Melissa's all excited about getting with you off-air to make that happen. So don't hang up. I'll put you on hold, okay? Appreciate it, bud. Great. Terrific to have you with me. Congratulations. Yaffe, you remember all of that from 12 years ago? Whether you do or not, you got to admit, there's no invention in modern times that has been so versatile and so life-changing, literally, for billions of people. At least yeah. in my opinion. Oh, that that's absolutely true. I do remember when that happened. And I remember not thinking it, it was as big of a deal at the time as it ended up being. Boy, was it ever. I was just like, oh, it's just another touchscreen thing. But it's much more than that. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. It sure is. History made on this date, January 9th, 2007. The iPhone, the very first one, unveiled. How can you listen to this radio station? Well, you've probably already found a way if you are listening to us right now, but there are many other ways to do it. The iHeartRadio app, that's available as a free download from the App Store on iPhones or from the Google Play Store on Android phones. Just search WFLA Orlando. You can listen online at WFLAOrlando.com by clicking on the Listen Live on iHeartRadio link at the top of the page. You can also tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 or tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And of course, there's the old fashioned methods of AM and FM radio, AM 540 and FM 93.1. Right. And speaking of listening to WFLA, got a brand new show everyone will be listening to next week. Yeah, it's the talk of the town, bud. PM Orlando coming to WFLA every day, 5 to 6 p.m. Now, did they get anybody to host that show? Yeah, I don't know. There's this <laughs> up-and-comer radio guy who's yeah. been here a while, uh -huh. paid his dues. Someone named Yappy. <laughs> no. His name. Yeah, I will be hosting uh, every day, 5 to 6 p.m. Going to have uh, live news reports from our news partners, Fox 35, and much more. It's going to be a lot of fun. Alan McBride will be there doing the news, and Tom Benson will be producing. Okay, and you're going to be giving your uh, conservative take on things as you do? Of course. You do, of course, but they can't hold me back. And, they can't hold my opinion Well, and back. the great news is he's still going to be with us as executive producer uh, in the morning. We're excited. PM Orlando starts 
next Monday, 5 to 6, here on WFLA. And apparently there's a new rule. You can't do a show on this station without somebody named Alan being part of it. (laughs) I heard that. Seems like that. Alan and Yaffe. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) McBride and and, uh, and Spectre. Hey, what's coming up on the news, Alan? Well, we've got uh, more on uh, Trump's speech last night and also on uh, Ron DeSantis taking the oath of office. And we'll be talking about both those with the smartest audience in talk radio in our 8 o'clock hour after you set the table. Good morning from us all at 7.59. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour on a Wednesday morning as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning primetime Trump. We'll tell you how the big show went in just a minute. Primetime Trump, primetime Pelosi, and Schumer. Who got the best of it? Let's talk next on Good Morning Orlando. 802 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump makes the case for a border wall during his first nationally televised speech from the Oval Office, and the Democrats respond. Here's the latest from the White House. President Trump called the border wall a matter of national security and directly addressed House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who has called the proposed wall immoral. The only thing that is immoral is the politicians to do nothing and continue to allow more innocent people to be so horribly victimized. In response, Pelosi with Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer by her side implored the president to end the partial government shutdown. President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage, must stop manufacturing a crisis, and must reopen the government. The president will meet with congressional leaders from both parties today in an effort to end the impasse. At the White House, John Decker, Fox News. All right, so I was watching all the speeches last night, put together some uh, extended sound excerpts here, and we'll share uh, them in a moment and talk about how this went last night and how it is apt to go from here, Alan. All right, bud, this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Today marks the first full day of the Ron DeSantis era, and he'll spend part of it in the panhandle in bay county the governor will visit mexico beach to discuss hurricane recovery that is where hurricane michael first made landfall in florida the republican was sworn in yesterday at the old capitol in tallahassee and made four promises being charged with leading a state with so much promise all i can promise is the sweat off my brow a full heart my best judgment and the courage of my convictions. DeSantis says some of his first actions will include the appointment of three new Supreme Court justices, rolling out policies on marijuana and the environment, and removing several elected officials who've been accused of wrongdoing. A woman is hurt after a shooting in Orange County. Happened this week at the Caden apartment complex on Americana Boulevard. The 32-year-old was found in a car that was in a ditch. She is in critical condition. No arrest or motive has been announced. There's a new place to get healthy food in Brevard County. An Earth Fair grocery store opens today in Vieira. The store at Village Center focuses on organic, non-GMO GMO foods. GMO being? Good Morning Orlando. Yeah. Non-Good Morning Orlando foods. We have our own line of foods now, Yaffe. That's good. You know, probably lots of hot sauce and everything. That's what you would want, of course. Yes, indeed. (laughs) 
We I are, think it stands for something else. We are not affiliated with Earth Fair. Three <laughs> NFL teams have new head coaches, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. After multiple reports through 48 hours, the Arizona Cardinals were the first NFL team to officially fill their head coaching vacancy Tuesday, hiring USC offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury to replace Steve Wilkes after one season in Arizona. This has former Cards head coach Bruce Arians ended his retirement, announced as the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, replacing the dismissed Dirk Cutter, who was named offensive coordinator of the rival Atlanta Falcons on Tuesday, and the Green Bay Packers naming Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur the new man at the helm of the pack following the midseason firing of Mike McCarthy and Joe Philbin's interim stint as head coach. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. The Bucks moving in yet another new direction, just when I thought they'd run out of directions to move into. <laughs> That's always one more. <laughs> hey, w- hey, be easy on my Bucks here. Come on now. Duh, they're, they're a fine organization. You know, Arian's, Arian's a good coach. He did a good job yeah, for the Cardinals. He did. Yeah, who knows? You never know. He's Everyone's... 66. It's a youth movement. There you go. WFLA News time is 8.06. An Ohio woman leads cops on a high-speed chase in their own police cruiser. That video is online at WFLAOrlando.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And alongside Alan, the Budman here through the glass in the control room, tying it all together, our executive producer, Yaffe, who also will be hosting his own afternoon show for news on your way home. Tune in starting next Monday and every weekday from 5 to 6, 4 p.m. Orlando. And the new member of our team going forward, screening calls, Melissa Fox. And so we are ready to go. For those of you just joining us, the big uh, Oval Office speech by President Trump and the um, and the response from the, the anti-Trumpers Pelosi and uh, and Schumer. We'll be talking about it here, and we'll get to it in a moment. Right now, though, we have your shot to win a, a grand in your hand coming up. You can win $1,000 in our grand in your hand texting contest. Just listen for the keyword of the hour. Then what do you do with that, Alan? Well, you grab your phone or whatever you got and text 200-200. Text that keyword to that number, 200-200. Listen all day for the keyword to text to win a grand in your hand. This hour's keyword seconds away, followed by an update for you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. In President Trump's first Oval Office address since becoming president, he went eight minutes making the case... For serious border security, you know, um, steel fence barrier instead of the concrete, if that's what it takes to get some Democrats on board, but I don't think it will. And I thought he was absolutely terrific. Never looked or sounded more presidential, and I think he made a great case. I really do. But I've been getting ripped on the text line that I've been looking at. Um, we couldn't get all the texters on, on, the, uh, on the show earlier. But here's my question to you. I get it with... Pelosi and Schumer and the Democrats they lead, you know, before they've they've they voted for fencing, whatever it is, along the, the southern border. They have voted for these things. Most have across party lines. Now, though, because Trump is president, he pointed out in a speech last night, he says, now that I'm president, no, they won't do it because essentially they want to stick it to me. And let me ask those of you who are ripping me for supporting the president, on genuine border security, on the southern border, with a wall, with a fence, whatever, 
Why do you have a problem with that? Five-plus billion dollars is a drop in the federal budget bucket. It is nothing. We flush $12 billion a year down the drain on foreign aid to countries that don't like us. We waste money on everything. Don't tell me it's the money. Do you just want anyone to come into this country that wants to come into this country? Is that the compassion and feeling that you have? Or is it really that you hate Trump and you want to stick it to him? And this was his preeminent campaign promise. And by God, you're right there with Pelosi and you're right there with Schumer and company. He's not going to get it for no other reason than he wants it. Even though we know that walls work to keep people out, to control borders in countries all around the world. You've got walls in your house. You may have a wall around your property. That's okay, right? But a wall on the southern border for illegal aliens to, to, to stop the drug trafficking, you have a problem with that. And the reason I would suggest is simply because you want to screw Trump. Do I talk truth? I think I do. What say you? 407 916 866-916-5400 is the toll-free and and the text line is 23680 with standard message and data rate supply. Alan, how about we listen to a little bit of Trump last night from the Oval Office? Yeah, this uh, took place at 9 o'clock Eastern time, about uh, an eight-minute address, and And we've got uh, some highlights. Carried it right here Mm -hmm. on WFLA. Here's the president. America proudly welcomes millions of lawful immigrants who enrich our society and contribute to our nation. But all Americans are hurt by uncontrolled illegal migration. My administration has presented Congress with a detailed proposal to secure the border and stop the criminal gangs, drug smugglers, and human traffickers. Cutting-edge technology for detecting drugs, weapons, illegal contraband, and many other things. We have requested more agents immigration judges, and bed space to process the sharp rise in unlawful migration. Finally, as part of an overall approach to border security, law enforcement professionals have requested $5.7 billion for a physical barrier. At the request of Democrats, it will be a steel barrier rather than a concrete wall. Senator Chuck Schumer, who you will be hearing from later tonight, has repeatedly supported a physical barrier in the past, along with many other Democrats. They changed their mind only after I was elected president. The federal government remains shut down for one reason, and one reason only, because Democrats will not fund border security. This is a choice between right and wrong, justice and injustice. This is about whether we fulfill our sacred duty to the American citizens we serve. When I took the oath of office, I swore to protect our country. And that is what I will always do. So help me God. So you've got walls in your house. You've got walls maybe around your property. 
But by God, we're not going to have a wall on the southern border of the United States where drugs come in that kill our people, 70,000 a year, more than we lost in the entire Vietnam War. No, we're not going to have a wall. Why aren't we going to have a wall? That's not a partisan issue. Drugs. There's so many reasons. It's beyond illegal immigration that this is what this country needs, and it's an investment in saving our people. And you don't want it, or at least those of you who've been ripping me on the text line, because you are like Pelosi and Schumer, and you don't want to give Trump a win. That's true, isn't it? That's where you're at, isn't it? Let's talk about it, shall we? I'm fed up. 407-916-5400. Text line 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. I really am. And if it doesn't apply to you, I'm not fed up with you. Okay? You understand where I'm coming from, I hope. Alan Spector here, along with Bud Hedinger, who just threw a fit over the wall and people ripping him on the text lines. And uh, so we've put Bud in timeout for now, and we're going to go to our phones. We've got Bertha in Volusia County. Bertha, what's going on? Good morning, darling. How are you? I just want to tell Bud I always love him. I know his real heart. I love you too, Bertha. Why they ripping him? Because George Conway told everybody last night that he was fundraising before. Okay, that's number one. Number two, ask the Bud if a billionaire came and said he's going to build a wall on his property without his permission. What would he do? They got the money, and they want to build a wall without accident. What would he do? I have no idea. My hair is still on fire over here. Okay, the people that own property where he want to build a wall Hmm. say they will go to court because they are not going uh, to permit him to build a wall even if he had the money. So I'm just telling Bob that I still love him. Tell him to thyself. I'm, is this breaking up, or is it just me? It's her face no, on the maybe phone. Maybe I'm going to break it up. Just tell him I love him. Yeah. Tell him don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, All right. There was some mention of George Conway, Kellyanne Conway's husband, I think, there oh, at the beginning. that's what he that was. the whole world last night yeah. that he fundraised before and after that speech. Yeah, I'll tell Look you. It up. I don't know how they live together, she and <laughs> Kellyanne. I just can't. Can you even imagine? Anybody else, Alan? I'm going to let you take bring these callers on here. Well, let's head over to the Space Coast. Joe in Titusville. Good uh, morning, Joe. Hang on a minute. I'm going to put another caller I just brought on because I hit the wrong button. You see that? I've, you're right. I threw a fit. I've just completely the, lost it. Go back to timeout, would you? Uh, I, oh, all right. Joe, you're in Titusville. Go ahead. Yeah, but good talking to you. Uh, listen, if, the, if you want to stop drugs from coming in, you hire some more dr- drug dog teams. And you go after the drugs. A wall doesn't do anything. Okay. You know, this whole thing about the drugs, uh, we don't have nearly enough drug teams to handle it. They're coming in through ports of entry, cargo ships, and these things. But they're coming in across the southern border. I gave you the Department of Homeland Security stats on the fentanyl, on the methamphetamines, on the heroin. That's southern border stuff, Joe. Get real. They're coming in through tractor trailers. They drive in. They don't come over the wall. Okay. You know, ask the Israelis whether the walls work. It's a different purpose. They're being attacked on a regular basis. We're not. All right. Come on. These are kids, most of them. At least 50% of them are kids. How honest are you willing to get with me, Joe? You're a good man. Is part of this because you just want to stick it to Trump? 
No, I, I couldn't care less about Trump. Actually, I thought he could have done some good things. In fact, actually, if he wants to save his presidency, he ought to raise minimum wage. That would do away with a lot more issues as far as... All right, we're, we're getting a little far afield a there. Um, tell you what, Alyssa, I definitely want to hear from you. I want to hear from Bryce and others here as well after my tirade. Well, that vein throbbing on your forehead is yeah. quite pronounced now. <laughs> Some history made last night in the Oval Office, President Trump's first Oval Office address. Alan? All right, calm down, bud. President Trump... I'm okay. <laughs> President Trump is taking his case for increased security at the nation's southern border, including a wall directly to the American people in his first Oval Office address. Women are children are the biggest victims, by far, of our broken system. This is the tragic reality of illegal immigration on our southern border. This is the cycle of human suffering that I am determined to end. The impasse over funding for the border wall has stretched into its third week as a partial shutdown of the government continues. Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer. How do we untangle this mess? Well, there's an obvious solution. Separate the shutdown from arguments over border security. There is bipartisan legislation supported by Democrats and Republicans to reopen government while allowing debate over border security to continue. Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi provided the Democratic response to the president's address. They maintain they will not provide the more than $5 billion in wall funding being demanded by Trump. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida's 46th governor is now officially in office. Ron DeSantis was sworn in on the Capitol steps yesterday in Tallahassee with his family and numerous well-wishers there to witness the event. He says he plans to win over his detractors with positive results. And so if we're producing results on environment, economy, those things, you know, to me, that's the best thing that you can do for the folks that weren't necessarily with you during the election. DeSantis, of course, succeeds Rick Scott, who was sworn in yesterday in Washington, D.C., as our new U.S. senator. Accused high school shooter Nicholas Cruz was in court yesterday for one of many procedural hearings leading up to his eventual trial. The judge in the case said the pace of the pretrial motions has led to a delay in setting an actual trial date. Cruz, by the way, showed up wearing glasses for the first time and with his hair colored slightly blonde. What, do they got a salon in the slammer? I don't know. Oh, jeez, give me a break. Prison makeovers. Today on Oprah. <laughs> He's charged with 17 counts of murder and 17 counts of attempted murder in last February's shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. And now, Bud, I know what a music lover you are. I so am. See if you can identify who is singing this. I'm not comfortable setting a trial with all of these outstanding. No, that's not. That wasn't even a song. I don't, nobody, I don't know that. I nobody don't. could identify I got that. Nothing. It was a trick question. <laughs> Listen to this. You gonna do it again? Really? Remember yesterday, bud? No, I can't remember five minutes ago now. I fried my brain with that tirade. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Love me, gender. That's Love. Elvis Presley. Oh, that was a train wreck yesterday. You embarrassed me. <laughs> well, NBC, And you loved it. <laughs> you know, uh, NBC will be paying tribute to the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, in a new TV special. The Elvis All-Star Tribute will be a celebration of the 50th anniversary of Presley's 68 comeback special. It'll be hosted by Blake Shelton and will include Jennifer Lopez, John Legend, Josh Groban, Carrie Underwood, 
and many more acts performing some of the late singer's biggest hits. It'll also include interviews with his wife, Priscilla Presley, and an appearance by his daughter, Lisa Marie Presley. It's going to air on February 17th. How about that? It looks like President Trump's pal Kanye West and Kim Kardashian's fourth child is a boy. People Magazine says the newest member of their family, who they are having through a surrogate, will be a son. News broke that the couple was expanding their family last week, although they have yet to confirm anything. Kardashian and West are already parents to five-year-old North and three-year-old Saint and one-year-old Chicago, who they also had through surrogacy. You get me all of this news here. I won't have to watch TMZ when I go home. You will not. <laughs> I was going to ask, do they have a weird name for this one as well? I, I'm sure they're working on it. <laughs> And uh, what if somebody offered you $50 million to work for about six months? Would you, uh, would you take them up on that? I would certainly have a conversation. What's the job? Well, let me tell you. Who cares? <laughs> I do. If it's going to be a lighthouse keeper in some remote island, I'm going to say mail, no. You're in. Give me a break. I you're know. in. They're not, they're not paying that kind of money. Uh, Jim per- Parsons is the guy no. who's turning down this offer. $50 million to appear in a 13th season of The Big Bang Theory. Thank God that's going to be over. Well, that's maybe that's what Jim is saying. He plays the eccentric Dr. Sheldon Cooper on the extremely popular CBS series. He says he believes they've done as much as they can with the concept. Uh, Jim also points out that he's now 45, a bit old to be playing a character who always wears T-shirts. The character is central to the show, however, so this season will be its last. The final episode will air in May. Fantastic. Alan, thank you. I do not want to lose this call, so I'm going to take it before the break. Eric's in Claremont, and uh, you are from Mexico, correct? And you've got a story that speaks to what the president claims, and I know to be so, that this is not a manufactured uh, crisis on the southern border, and awful things are happening to people. Oh, but, but I'm Mexican, but I was born, I was born in America. My my aunt and her niece in Arizona were captured by illegals, taken to an abandoned house where there were other women that were inside the house, naked, and they were handcuffed. And unfortunately, you know what the rest of the story was. Well, after a week of them holding my aunt and the other women and my niece, uh, they forgot to handcuff her to the radiator with well, on her foot. She mm. runs out of the house, and she's screaming, and all of a sudden, all these illegals are running away, not even trying to get her into the house. And the police come. There's so many illegals there. Nobody was arrested. But the women were saved. People don't understand. You need the wall. The sex trafficking is so bad. They're grabbing anybody that they want and to do these yeah. bad, bad things. Up in uh, my front, our border security agents that are, are, that are pretty high up was telling me when the Super Bowl was in Dallas, the going rate on a child that was four or five years old was $3,000 an hour. We need to stop this. All these people that say all oh, the drugs are coming through the tr- yeah. through the boats and they're coming through the trailers, wake up. Thank you, Eric, very much. A compelling story. The phones are almost as hot as you are, bud, yes. on the topic of the wall. We've got more calls coming up. Righto. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe. And Melissa screening your calls, and we'll get to the calls in a moment, but we woke him up on the text line, Yaffe, with the fit that Alan says I threw on all these people who just want, just like Pelosi, and they're just like Schumer out there. All they want to do is stick it to Trump, and that's why they don't want a wall. 
Well, bud, it was like you were at your own campaign rally, at least to the texters, because a lot of people were supporting you on the text line. One person said, I'm with you, bud, man. <laughs> Another person course. says, yeah, stay <laughs> the course, brother. Another person says, build the wall, build the wall, build the wall. And uh, so you're getting a lot of support on the text line there. They're just afraid now. No. <laughs> you scared everyone. Here's someone who echoed my sentiments I told you off air. It says it will save us money in the long run by helping to keep illegals out as well as uh, allowing us to reduce the number of Border Patrol people Yeah, you people had a stat necessary. on what it costs every single time you get an illegal in this country that you have to deal with and provide services for. It's about $82,000 a year yeah, per person. Five, you know, $5 billion for the wall is nothing Okay, it's a rounding error in the federal government, and less than that. What's going on on the phones here? On the- they are still busy, bud. We've got Violet from Orlando. Now, Violet may have an interesting perspective. You say you're an uh, you're an a you're a legal immigrant. Let me say that carefully: a legal immigrant, right, Violet? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning, bud. Um, so I just wanted to um support, you know, express my support to the president as far as the wall goes um, for many reasons. Um, I came to this country legally through the legal process. It took some time to become a U.S. citizen. I waited all the time needed. Um, And it's just not right for us um, immigrants, whether it's illegal or legal, to come up with our, our own rules and expect the country, whichever country it is, to obey what we want to do. I've got a question for you, Violet. You're there as a legal immigrant who went through the system, and it's not easy to do that. You have to be very, very thorough, very, very patient. When you see illegal immigrants rushing the border, right? what do you think? That just gets me mad. Um, Even though, um, you know, I'm a Hispanic person as well, I know what they go through. I've seen it and experienced myself. However, that doesn't give us the right to break the rules anywhere in the world. And um, personally, I have family members who just um, wanted to come visit me as a, you know, um, tourist. Mm -hmm. And they get declined, and they have been declined for more than three times, and they haven't been able to come visit me. Let me ask you a question, Violet. How how do you think this is going to play out, the showdown between Trump and the Democrats, the government shut down, all tied up? in money for the wall. I really hope and pray that the president will get um, what he needs. The wall is going to help not maybe 100% control who comes through um, the border, but it's going to help the government control what kind of people come through the border, you know. And nothing is perfect, but at least it's going to help control all the um, people, you know, that are we are seeing um, come to the country and not really try to be productive, but try to take advantage of the system. And that was my second point. I see personally on a daily basis how many illegal immigrants um, um, take advantage of the system and come here. And their primary goal is really to um, take advantage of the uh, social services, have multiple children, and leave of those uh, monthly incomes. And it's just not fair for the ones that are contributing and, you know, um, making payments and paying taxes on a yearly basis. Okay, Violet, thanks very much. Again, an interesting perspective from Violet, a legal immigrant. God bless you. You did it right, and I can understand how it galls you to see all of those who just want to break into this country that you just cherish since you became an American 
citizen. We could go all morning on this, and uh, there's a lot of passion here. And um, and I, I'm I'm sorry if I if I went off on some of you just a little bit, uh, but you know I mean these things are important to me, and I really do appreciate the reaction to that, the fit that the Bud Man threw here a few <laughs> moments ago. It happens not all that often. Right now, something's about to happen that we're very excited about, and you're going to find out about it next. We'll have that right after we update Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. Got something real special to share with you in a moment before we leave the air. A couple of things, actually. So I'm going to squeeze you just a little bit, Doreen. I hope you don't mind. Good morning from Orlando. What's on your mind? Good morning, Mr. Bud. The president puts his money where his mouth is. The other side won't. And the, the man previous had said about it's just young males. Well, if you throw rocks from 20 to 50 to 150 people at anybody, you can kill somebody. That's what's going on down on the border there as... We and well know. And there's been an agent in the past. They forget a regular a yep. border agent. He got killed a couple of years back. Does anybody remember that? They wouldn't let him carry a weapon. Yep, absolutely. Um, so you're back in the president. You liked his speech last night in the Oval Office. I thought he was very I strong. It, sir. I didn't hear it, sir, but I, All right. I know main points from everybody. God bless. Thank you, Mr. Thank Clark. you very much. By the way, Yaffe, that's available to folks, right? I mean, the, the speech? Yes, it is. Go to our website, WFLAOrlando.com. Click on the Good Morning Orlando tab. I posted that speech. I posted the Democratic response, and I posted Ron DeSantis's inaugural address. Fantastic. Um, that's why they're giving him his own show. Yes, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> starting next week let's talk yeah. about the afternoon yaffe show otherwise yeah. known as pm orlando because it's going to be the news and commentary for your drive home what you want to do is tune in every day at 5 p.m 5 to 6 p.m we're going to have the latest news we're even going to have our news partners fox 35 give us updates every day and uh, much more it's going to be a lot of fun now don't push the panic button if you're a fan of dave ramsey with all that great financial advice he'll still be with you for two solid hours three to five every weekday afternoon but then right in the heart of the rush hour five to six it's you and your producer um tom benson and the rest of the gang alan uh, mcbride doing the news to get you all up to date on the drive home on PM Orlando. Yeah, and speaking of the drive home, we will be updating weather and traffic every 10 minutes, just like we do in the morning. So if you're waiting on I-4 and you want to know why, we'll have that as well. Yep, and uh, taking calls and text messages just as we do in the morning, and he'll still be with us as executive producer of Good Morning Orlando. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Amazing. All right, we got the iHeartRadio Music Awards coming up on March 14th on Fox. And you are going to learn about it all in a special report in exactly one minute. Now, for Alan, Yaffe, Melissa, the whole team, the Bud Man here, thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.